Psalm 84 is the first section I want us to meditate on for a little bit here. It says this, How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Now when the psalmist wrote those words, um, he, was, he was talking about a place like this. Not exactly like this, but a place like this. Because back in those days, where did God dwell? He dwelled literally. His glory came down and lived in the temple, which was the place where all the Israelites would congregate. So, we kind of talked about it with the kids there, but how, how should we go about a day like today? How should we think about it? How should we feel? Oh, I wasn't expecting an actual answer. That's great. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll get to that. Um, we, we could just kind of pretend it's nothing because this place is just a place. It's just a building. It didn't actually do anything or accomplish anything. It's just a building. It's not the church. It's a church building. And, and that would be, like, you could biblically make that argument that that's how we should feel about today. Because not one time in the Bible does the word church refer to a place or a building. Not one time. 100% of the time in the Bible, the word church refers to people. 100% of the time. So you could biblically say, you know what, it doesn't matter. It's just a place. But I don't think that's how, I don't think that's how we should feel. I don't think that's the wisest. In fact, I think that would be doing a disservice to not only a blessing from God, that is this building, but also a disservice to many of you. Because a place is not just a place. A place holds meaning. A place holds memories. And probably, the longer you've been here, the more memories this place holds. And I'll tell you, I smiled so many times this week as I got to ask some of you, what was your favorite memory? from 1262 River Chase, or some of you just gave me a bunch of memories because there, there wasn't just one favorite. Here, here are some. Grandkids or kids getting baptized. Um, it was here that you said your faith felt rejuvenated. You've, you've been a Christian for a long time, but it, it hit you and you grew in a, in a different way than you had before. You talked about all sorts of fellowship, all sorts of activities with people and memories. Game nights, trivia nights, Serving, serving at the Thanksgiving meal with hundreds of people. It's a place, one of you said, that brought you a sense of comfort and relaxation. That was what you felt when you walked in. Not, not just church in general, but this place. Some of you talked about playing music together. Someone said this was the place from which you set out to go grocery canvassing, which was a catalyst in how you thought about your Christian life. This was a place where a church welcomed you. There were weddings, rehearsal dinners. Talked about all the kids and the volunteers at science camp. You talked about just the transformation of the building. Like you walked in today and it looked different. But I wasn't around seven years ago. Some of you were. Way different than what it is today. And all the work and all the memories that went into making it look like what it looks like now. You talked about how people have come together here. 
They rally around each other. You, you talk about big holidays like Easter and Christmas. You talk about it feeling like you're at home. And there's way more. And I didn't get the chance to ask every single person. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty? Except wait. Look at what 1 Corinthians chapter 3 says. Don't you know that you yourselves are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in your midst? If anyone destroys God's temple, God will destroy that person. For God's temple is sacred and you together are that temple. You are God's temple. His glory doesn't come down and and exist in a physical location and only there anymore. And if you walk into the temple and you see the glory of the Lord, you drop dead. That doesn't happen anymore. When Jesus came, that all changed. The Bible says you, you are God's temple. He lives in you. You are God's dwelling place. And it says you are sacred. You are holy. You are not imperfect. God sees you as his perfect dwelling place, which puts a whole new meaning on Psalm 84. How lovely is your dwelling place. Oh Lord, this is not the church. You are the church. So how do we go forward? How should we feel? Well, I heard a story this week. A lady, she lived in New York, and she was a child psychologist, and she was wonderful. She actually ended up owning the business that she had, and she loved, loved the kids, did a great job, had a great team, served hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of kids and their families. But the time came, and for various reasons, it was, it, her family needed to leave. They needed to move across the country to Florida. And this, this is a true story. And she didn't know how to feel. And, and it was on a radio show. And the, the hosts, they finally helped her uncover it. Like, she just felt guilty but also sad, but also kind of excited. But then she was guilty about feeling excited and like, she didn't feel like she should feel sad. She didn't, she didn't know what to do. And the hosts, they, they did a marvelous job. They said, you're going to miss all those kids that you grew close to as you served them and their families. You are going to miss that. So grieve that. Grieve what you won't have anymore. Like, the, all those families in New York, they won't be in your life. But also, be overwhelmed with thankfulness for everything that happened in New York. Because that happened. And be thankful for what you got to build and what you got to do and how you got to serve all of those families. Grieve it. Rejoice in what happened. And also, Celebrate the possibilities of the future. Because guess what they said? You can go to Florida, and there's plenty of kids in Florida who need the same kind of love that you gave to all those kids and their families in New York. Grieve what you'll miss. Be thankful for what happened. And be excited and rejoice for future blessings. That's what they told the lady. I think you know what I'm saying. It's not nothing. A place isn't nothing. A place is something. And to many of you, it's a lot of things. It's a very meaningful thing.
so as we move ministry centers, as we move church buildings, you're going to miss things. Mackenzie said it up here. Lots of you feel that way, and you should, and that is a good thing because it proves that this building was meaningful in your life and in the lives of others. Grieve that. And probably two months from now, another wave of grief is going to come because something is going to pop into your head and you're going to miss it. And that's not bad. Embrace that grief. Also, even in your grief, celebrate how meaningful it was because if it weren't meaningful, you wouldn't be grieving. Be thankful for everything that happened here. And remember, it's only three miles away. It's not even a whole different group of people that we get to serve out of this building. You'll all be there, and guess what? There's thousands of other people who need to be part of a group like this, not merely for the church, but for the one who is the head of the church. They don't know what it's like to be part of a church family. They don't know what it's like to be part of God's family. And that's what we get to reach out in love and show them. Grieve, be thankful, and look forward with excitement and celebration for future blessings. And remember who you are. How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord Almighty. Amen.